give a damn, damn, damn. Got my pocket full of sand, sand, sand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. You can read it in my hand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. Got my pocket full of sand, sand, sand. I don't really give a damn, damn, damn. You can read it in my hand. opening not sure what happened alex mcdonald in atlanta danielle munoz in minnesota what's up danny what up al how you doing doing great tps report for thursday september 14th 2023 it is good to be back thank you to all our friends for being here we're gonna say hi to them at the first break but we have a lot to get to we have so much to get to tonight that i don't have enough video slots on my board here there's one video i can't even get to it's kevin mccarthy we don't really need to get to it we're going to start with that kevin mccarthy lays out five lays out his grant uh where's my mouse there it is kevin mccarthy letter lays out five grants for biden impeachment probe um public offices are not for sale it says here so this is this is Kevin McCarthy appeasing the the more right wing of the party. This is the Republican Party weaponizing the impeachment process. And I'm not don't get me wrong, I don't say it like that because I disagree with what they're doing. I say it like that because that's the reality of where we are. Remember all the way back to Trump impeachment one when I said they're going to impeach every president who's ever elected from this point on? Yes. This is where we're at. What I have issues with is, um, well, the evidence. We'll get to that in a second. Did anybody happen to catch Megyn Kelly's interview with Donald Trump before we move on? Anybody catch that? She called it part one. I'm not sure why. It seemed like the entire interview to me. I watched it. It was a great interview. Some great funny stuff in it. Called Chris Wallace a little bitch again, which was fantastic. Um, but he confirmed a couple of things that I've been saying now for a while. I've been speculating, but he, he actually confirmed them. Number one, I've been saying for a while, the reason they're doing all the, these impeachments aren't about getting a conviction. They're about stealing his time away from him. 
his most precious right. resource. He confirmed that tonight in the Megyn Kelly interview, that that's exactly what it was. And then Mar-a-Lago, he, he, he didn't confirm anything I've said, but I've been saying that Mar-a-Lago is the only one I'm concerned about, but it can all go away if they litigate the president's ability to declassify. Remember, I've even pointed out that the indictment didn't even mention the, the Presidential Records Act. Didn't even yes. mention it. And, and I said to y'all, there's a reason they're avoiding that, because they don't want it litigated. And uh, apparently President Trump feels exactly the same way. So he had opinions on impeachment, and I think his, his opinion is very similar to mine. He most likely wouldn't do it because it's not good for us as a nation. Weaponizing, even though it happened to him twice, his position is I probably wouldn't do it. It's bad to us as a nation. We've weaponized the process now, and this is what we're to expect. Here's my issue with it, though, the evidence they're using. I'm going to read some of these points, Danielle, and I want you to, um, I want you to tell me what is missing. Let's... Uh, Let's go to here. First, there appears to be evidence that Joe Biden lied to the public for years in denying knowledge of his son's business dealings. Hunter Biden's ex-business associate, Tony Bobulinski, has said repeatedly that he discussed some dealings directly with Joe Biden. Well, whatever. We'll move on to the next one. Hunter's, Hunter's laptop has communications from his father discussing the dealings. That's that's sorry. That's point one. Second, we know that more than $20 million was paid to the Bidens by foreign sources, including figures in China, Ukraine, Russia, and Romania. There's no apparent reason for the multi-layers of accounts and companies other than to hide these transfers. Third, specific demands were made on Hunter, including dealings, dealing with the threat of a Ukraine prosecutor to the, uh, sorry, to the Ukraine energy company, Burisma, uh, where Hunter was given a lucrative board position. Let's go down to four. Hunter repeatedly stated, are you seeing a pattern here? Hunter repeatedly stated in emails that he paid his father as much as half of what he earned. Fifth, there's evidence of alleged criminal conduct by Hunter that could be linked to covering up these payments. What's missing from all of that? Actions by Joe Biden? Any evidence against Joe Biden? There's a lot of circumstantial evidence that absolutely deserves investigation. It needs investigating. It needs a special prosecutor, independent of the government, to investigate what's been going on with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Right now, the only person that's been investigated is Hunter Biden. And all of this evidence, circumstantial or otherwise, all of this evidence is related to that Hunter Biden case. There's nothing that directly points to Joe Biden. I get that there's a lot of evidence that looks like it points to Joe Biden, but there are no receipts. There are no right. bank accounts. There are no bank statements. There's nothing tangible that I can hold and say, holy shit, look what Joe Biden did. And that is a problem. I said on the brush fire mind that Republicans, first of all, I said, this isn't going anywhere. This is not going to lead to an impeachment because, quite frankly, the evidence isn't there yet. 
What it might do is lead to a special counsel. It might. I hope it does, because this needs to be thoroughly investigated by somebody with teeth, somebody with powers. Right. Yes, yes. Um, thank you, Rumpel. Appreciate it, brother. Yes, Thanks, Congress, this Congress can subpoena. They have subpoena power. But have you ever seen anyone testify in front of Congress? It's a farce. It's a joke. They don't answer questions. We see it all the time. They're under oath. They're under a subpoena. But they're, they're, they're not... What's the word? I don't, it doesn't matter what the word is. They're not required to answer. Simple as that. They can bluster. They can stonewall. And that's what we see all the compelled. time. They're not compelled. Thank you. Yeah, what and happens of course if you're you not don't answer? Of, of, nothing? Nothing. Like in a court of, right, in, in, a, in a court of law, you can be compelled right. to answer, but you can invoke your Fifth Amendment. That's how you avoid it is by invoking your Fifth. You don't do that in Congress. You don't invoke well, your Fifth Amendment rights in Congress. Right. You just don't answer the question. Congress can hold you in contempt, but when, when have they ever done that? And then what happens if you're in contempt of Congress? Well, you like, could go to jail. Okay. For a, for a minute. You could go to jail for a minute. This is why we need an actual special prosecutor to investigate not Hunter Biden, to investigate Joe Biden. And every single right. one of these points that they spell out is about what Hunter Biden did. We're not impeaching. We're not looking to impeach Hunter Biden here. We're looking to impeach Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden's response to this is absolutely amazing. It's, yeah, it's really good. Joe Biden has enlisted the mainstream media to run his defense for him. White House demands media outlets target Republicans with more scrutiny over Biden impeachment probe. The White House has called on media organizations. Oh, wait, let's go down a paragraph. In a memo to media outlets obtained by the Epic Times, White House spokesperson Ian Sam said that it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of, of House Republicans for, an op for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. I have the, um, I have the, the memo. Um, you all have the memo. If you go to Locals, today's show notes, which published at 9 p.m., you will find links to these uh, memos. You can download them yourself. Time for the media to ramp up scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. When even House Republican members are admitting that there's simply no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong, much less impeachable, that should set off alarm bells for, new or for news organizations, the memo says. As you begin to cover the House GO... This, this is literally a memo to the mainstream media. As you begin to cover the House GOP's impeachment push more intensely, enclosed, you will find a 14-page appendix that comprehensively addresses the seven key lies House Republicans are suggesting they are basing an impeachment on. We hope this document helps provide you with factual information useful in your reporting on their unprecedented, unfounded claims underlying an impeachment inquiry without any evidence of wrongdoing. Never mind that they did it twice to Donald Trump 
with right. with zero evidence of wrongdoing. I don't want to be lumped in with Democrats for doing the same thing. This is the 14-page addendum. This, Daniel, and, and again, I'm, we're not going to read through it. It's available over on our Locals page. You can sign up. You can join there for free. You can find a link to this in the show notes. This is 14 pages of talking points. Or, more appropriately, 14 pages of government propaganda that was just spoon-fed to the complicit mainstream media as the White House tells them, this is what you're allowed to say about my impeachment inquiry. Right. Where else do we see government propaganda and media talking points handed out? Oh, I Where don't know. Have, the have Soviet, we seen it? Yeah, right. China, the Soviet Union, any dictatorship, any third world banana republic. This is happening under our noses in 2023. I've got a story somewhere and I can't find it. I was going to cover it on Saturday where this administration just got slapped by a federal court for, for um, uh, conspiring with social media during COVID. I, we may have talked about it on here, but I don't we think might we did. Have. A federal court slapped them down for, for um, conspiring with social media to censor people. They learned nothing from that. Now they're sending government memos to all mainstream media outlets telling them, these are your talking points. Here, we've made it easy for you. We've given you 14 pages of what you are and are not allowed to say. These are the facts as they must be reported. How and can I'm actually, you said you're not going to read those. I'm actually going to go back and read through those. And this is so pedantic and so petty, but I can't help it. The grammar in that, that last, the one before that, that sentence that you read, the grammar in that sentence just made my skin crawl. There are misplaced modifiers in there. There are dangling modifiers. There are run-on sentences there, which, and I will absolutely grant that the average reader is not going to pick up on those, but this is supposed to be the best and the brightest. Yes. Sending these out to best and brightest people who are like in charge of communication with the masses. And I guarantee you it is absolutely replete with those kind of errors. And that's the kind of crap that we're dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's to me, that's just evident of just shoddy work all the way through. Like if you can't even bother to present the information well, then well, the information, yeah. your information yeah. gathering just yeah. cannot be yeah. any good at all. I mean, I get where you're coming from and I understand why you're coming from it. I, I'm bothered by it for an entirely different reason. And I know you are too, but you're a no, teacher and the grammatical errors just fucking annoy you. But you're right. These are supposed to it's be the just, best and the brightest. Work. Yes. If, you, if you're going to coerce the media, if you're going to co-opt the media and turn them into propaganda outlets, at least be grammatically well. correct. Yes, do it well. Yes. 
present good work product and they're just not even bothering because they feel like I feel like they feel like they don't have to. Yeah. Oh, it's and that's absolutely. probably the best they can do because they're hired because of the color of their skin. Yeah. Folks, we live in a banana republic and we need we need to make America great again. We really yeah. do. I'm not Donald Trump's number one fan. But this is the type of shit they screamed at the top of their lungs Donald Trump would do. This, these were the warnings we got about Donald Trump, and it's Joe Biden doing every single bit of it. Right. We need Trump back. By the way, the president of Hungary said the same thing in an interview with Tucker Carlson. Tucker was asking about uh, their opinion of what's going on here in America. And the uh, the president of Hungary said, and Tucker said, what do you think we can do? The, the president said, bring Trump back. He'd fix it immediately. Yeah. That's Hung amazing. Hungary. Wow. When Hungary don't like your Democratic overlords, something's yeah, gone wrong with Democrats. Let's let's say hi to our friends before yeah, we move on. Um, we got Rumpel sent us a uh, super chat or a, a Rumble rant. Thank you, Rumpel. I admit Thanks, sitting Rumpel. in my chair on set today, I was daydreaming about doing... Uh, about going to Hunter's house and saying, bro, you need to turn in your dad. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because listen, his Amen, dad's going to throw him under the bus. If it comes down to one or the other, dad's throwing the kid under the bus. Yes. All right. Yep. Michelle Brown's here. What's up, Michelle? Hey, Good Michelle. to see you. Peggy Brown is with us. Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. Nice to see you. There's Janine. What's up, Janine? Hey, Janine? Thank you for being here. Bill Campbell's with us. What's up, hey, Bill? Bill? Semper Fi, brother. Princess Sandy is here. Princess. Hi, hi. Good to see you, friend. There's your mom. What's hey, up, mama. Rita? Good to see you. Our friend Rumpel, obviously. Good to see you, Rumpel. Hey, thank Rumpel. you for thank you for stopping by. Um, we've or I've said hi to Janine, but I'm going to say hi again. Hi, Janine. Hi, hi. Big Dave, Diamond Dave. Uh, Diamond he'll be Dave. Here. Hey, honey, honey. He'll be here Saturday morning with me. Welcome, Dave. Thank you for being here. Um, I think that's everybody that. Uh, I need to say hi to that said hi in the chat. If you're watching live on Rumble, jump in the live chat, say hi to us. We uh, we really like it when you'll do that. Um, Janine says it took 14 pages for that. <sighs> I mean, yeah. yeah, apparently 14 pages of prop. Well, I say Pravda. Somebody mentioned Pravda in the. There you go. Diamond Day puts yep. Pravda. <laughs> puts Pravda to shame. Sandy says it happens in uh, Canada. It does in the UK as well with the, because the BBC is state media. The CBC right. in Canada is state media. It's uh, owned by the government. Um, yeah, just, oh, what a disaster. Let's talk about another disaster. This, uh, this tyrant in New Mexico talked about it on Sunday, Gunday, Michelle Luann Grisham. Is that correct? Sounds right. I think yeah. it's Luan, L-U-J-A-N. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong. I don't Luan, care. Luan, yeah. Yeah, I really don't care. Um, she, she, by edict, outlawed, concealed, and open carry. And started to get pushback. Started to get Bush pushback for, from some very unlikely places. So she went on CNN to talk about it. Let's, let's. Let's take a look at this. It's not for police to tell me what's constitutional or not. And it's not a ban. 
It's a temporary pause okay. so that we can make this community safer. It's But disgusting. we also have, Governor, the Constitution of, the, of New Mexico and the Constitution of the United States, and you're an attorney. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way any incident of the right to keep and bear arms. Are you not in violation of both the U.S. Constitution and your state's Constitution? I don't believe that we are. That's Pop, Poppy Harlow of CNN. Jesus. Just whipping out the New Mexico Constitution to tell a Democrat governor, uh, Governor, you can't do this. Yeah, you're, you're breaking shit. CNN are pushing back on her. She doubled down. I don't need a lecture on constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. What I need is action. What we need is for leaders to stand up for the victims of violent crime. We need law enforcement, district attorneys, public officials, school leaders, and state agencies to use every single tool to, at their disposal to stop this violence, period. The, the, the problem is... Even she doesn't believe it's going to stop the violence. Madam Governor, yep. do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. So why do it? Well, well we're only, yeah, what's it's, the plan? It's only temporary, right? You just, we heard her on CNN. It's only temporary. In her entire speech, she said it's a temporary 30-day ban. Listen to this. Tell it's me not a ban, it's a pause. Sorry, a pause. Listen to this and tell me what's missing. So in this public health order, which is effective today, September 8th, which lasts 30 days, and then we'll, like all the other public health orders, we will either amend or renew or adjust, depending upon where we are. Amend, renew, or adjust. Ignoring the fact that amend and adjust are the same fucking thing. What's right. missing from there? And? End. There is, she, she, does, she plans for no end to this. Al, this, how many times have you said that? Once they yes. get control, they don't relinquish it. Right. Once you give up one of your rights, you don't get it back. Yeah, over and over. Over and over I've said that. Amend, adjust, or whatever else she said. What she did not say was end it. Because her plan is for this to go on indefinitely. Let's hear from the sheriff. Let me be clear. I hold my standards high. And I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry... The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. Democrat Sheriff, let's hear from the Attorney General. Let me be clear. But fundamentally, I don't think it passes constitutional muster and, and is likely to be uh, struck down by, by one, of the, one of the judges who are set to hear these cases. Democrat Attorney General saying, no, sorry, this is bullshit. Ted Lieu, Ted Lieu, super progressive liberal Democrat from Hawaii. I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. 
No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. constitution. She shot back at Ted. She had to go at little Ted saying, uh, put your money. If you want to, if you want to, if you're interested in helping curb gun violence, I'd welcome you to join our next police academy class. Well, governor, why don't you go to your next police academy class? You need to learn something about civil rights. David Hogg. I don't have access to this because I'm banned. Yeah, I imagine. David Hogg. I support gun safety. But there's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Now, granted, David pulled himself out of Ted Lieu for a minute to write this because he just copied a paragraph of his uh, his boyfriend's tweet, allegedly. But this is David Hogg telling this tyrant in New Mexico, honey, you, you can't do this. Now, even worse, even worse, even better for us, even better for liberty, but even worse for Governor Grisham, federal judge temporarily blocks Governor Grisham's ban on carrying guns in public. U.S. District Court Judge David Herrera Arias has granted a temporary restraining order Wednesday against New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham's recent order banning the lawful carry of firearms. The ruling cited the order's direct conflict with the U.S. with the Second Amendment and will halt implementation of the order pending final hearing, which is scheduled for October 3rd. And October 3rd, this whole thing goes away. And here's what we better see on October 4th impeachment proceedings initiated immediately in the New Mexico legislature. She's guilty. She wears, um, I need, I, I, you know what? I'm going to go to the archive, Danielle. I'm going to the archive. She is guilty. She is guilty under 18 USC title 242 deprivation of rights under the color of law. That's what she is guilty of right now, Danielle. Okay? Yes, she is. Every member, unless unless they initiate impeachment proceedings against this governor, every member of the New Mexico House is guilty under 241, conspiracy against rights under the color of law. This one, it, it annoys me so much, but it, it makes me glad to see the people she's getting pushback from. Now, right. listen, it's quite possible that these people are only saying this to put us Second Amendment advocates at ease, to put us on the back foot so they can do a full court press to strip in our rights. And I have absolutely no doubt that Ted Lieu and David Hogg and even Poppy Harlow and and uh, Victor Tor uh, Torres, their Raul Torres, I have absolutely no doubt that every single one of these people want to strip us of our legal right to self-defense, to defend ourselves. But at least those people appear to be willing to do it within the constraints of the Constitution. Right. 
Michelle Luann Grisham isn't. She's shown an utter contempt for the Constitution, an utter contempt for her oath, an utter contempt for yours and my civil and constitutional rights, and she needs to be removed from office immediately. And any, any representative in New Mexico that doesn't support a motion to impeach, in my opinion, is guilty under Section 241, and they need to be removed from office for the criminals that they are. She's that's got to be a record. Five, it took five days. Five days for that thing to get struck down, or stayed or whatever it's done. Yeah. Yes. Um, Janine that's says amazing. they always say, oh, this is just temporary. Yeah. Yeah. And she made no bones about it. She had no intention of ending this. None no. whatsoever. We may amend it. We may adjust it. We may revise it. Yeah, we'll revisit it. We're going to revisit it. We're not going to end it. No. Mm -mm. Under the guise of public health. Yes. Bill Campbell, she's an absolute nutcase. She is. She is. She's yes. the queen of the Karens, man, is what she is. She honestly believes. She honestly believes. I don't need a lesson on constant in constitutionality from the sheriff. The highest constitutional officer in the county is your sheriff. They are the chief law enforcement officer in your county. They are the highest constitutional officer. And she's saying she doesn't need a lesson in constitutionality from law enforcement. You need it from someone, honey. Right. Because you missed that day you're in not, law school. Listen, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know much about law. I mean, other than bird law, I'm an expert in. Danielle won't get that reference, but some of y'all will. Because yeah, Danielle, no, Danielle hates that show. So other than being an expert in bird law, I know I don't really know Sonny in Philadelphia. Sunny? Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about other parts of the law. I'm not a, a, cons, a, a legal constitutional scholar. But there's one thing I do know. You can't suspend somebody's civil rights they weren't even allowed to do it at guantanamo bay the courts ruled you you can't even do that at getmo fellas so right. so maybe rein it back in yeah dial that back a little i don't know what this woman learned in school but it wasn't much Michelle's, yeah, she's dumber than a box of rocks. She's dumber than Fanny Willis. That's, dude, I was just wondering that. Is she dumber than the DA in Atlanta? She is dumber than Fanny Willis. Katie Hobbs wow. here in Arizona is likely to mirror that um, cunning stunt. <laughs> Arizona is being squashed between New Mexico and uh, California. You, you know what? She She might try. And Katie Hobbs is is a um, well, she's a definitely an honorary Karen. Yeah, she's, not she's the, a piece of work. Yeah, I mean Governor Grisham is obviously the queen of the Karens. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Katie Hobbs is certainly a Karen. Gresham Whitmer is the fucking queen of nut jobs. Yes, she. Had, yeah. yeah, I mean, th yeah. listen, there's a lot of them out there that could hold, I guess, the time. We got the queen of not jobs. We got the queen of the Karens and, um, and uh, whatever we can come up with, with for Katie Hobbs. Unbelievable, Danielle. So you, 
And, and if you thought these were the craziest stories we were going to get to tonight, boy, oh boy, are oh, you yeah, wrong? Strap in. Are you wrong? Renowned criminology professor who proved systemic racism fired for faking data studies retracted. Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because we've been told for a very long time that systemic racism, institutional racism is real and that we as white people need to atone for it because we're bad. We've been told we're the greatest threat to national security because of our racism. Isn't that? Am I, am I mistaken? Did I not hear any of that? I heard no, all yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, y'all are the biggest threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White men. Yeah, I heard all of that. That's what I thought. The damage to the standing of the university and, in particular, the College of Criminology and Criminal Justice and its faculty approaches the catastrophic and may be unalterable. Here's the, um, here's the, the fine gentleman in question that uh, decided to um, apparently attempt to start a race war in the United States with his fake data. Eric Stewart, 51, now a former criminology professor at Florida State University in Tallahassee, all sources, by the way, over on Locals, is now out of work due to extreme negligence in his research, according to Google Scholar. Stewart and his work were cited over 8,500 times by other researchers. Now, the Webb Dubois fellow... W-E-B Dubose. It's not Dubois? Yeah. Thank you. W-E-B Dubose? Mm -hmm. Okay. Fel I don't know what that means. Uh, fellow at the National Institute of Justice is... So that was like a club he belonged He's to? He's a black educational scholar. So he was a member of the fucking Liars Club and this? Yes. Okay. The POS Club and W.E.B. DeBose? Okay. Fair enough. Um, is out of a job on account of extreme negligence and incompetence. Retraction Watch, which, by the way, sounds like an amazing website, obtained the termination letter from the university... <laughs> which said that due to Stewart's conduct, decades of research previously thought to be at the forefront of the field of criminology has been shown to contain numerous erroneous and false narratives. In the July 13th letter that informed Stewart of his termination, FSU Provost James J. Clark wrote, the details of problematic data management, false results, and the numerous publication retractions have negatively affected the discipline on a national level. The damage to the standing of the university, in particular the College of Criminology and Criminal Justice and its faculty, approaches the catastrophic and may, may be unalterable. I do not see how you can teach our students to be ethical researchers or how the results of future research projects conducted by you could be deemed as trustworthy, adding that six of the studies have had been retracted while his other work was in doubt. This is huge. Not as huge 
as the Alzheimer's research that was manipulated and led to three decades of wasted resources. Not as huge as that, but huge on a uh, societal, social level. No longer can these progressives in the White House point to us as the, the number one, the cause of systemic racism, or number two, the biggest threat, the greatest threat to national security in America because of our white nationalist inherent racist tendencies. Because every bit of it was based on a lie. But it raises, to me, Danielle, it raises a bigger question, one which the provost, I guess that was, one which the provost pointed to. What does this say about, number one, the peer review process? And you're an academic. I'm sure you have strong opinions on this. The peer review process and trusting trusting these trusting these studies as we move forward, knowing well, that something that can be cited eighty five hundred times was considered to be the benchmark. I mean, I think we've learned a lot about academic studies and the peer review process when we tried to do our own research about the effects of cross-sex hormones on young adults because we couldn't find it because it's not out there because it's squashed in um, academic science circles because it's it's not part of the it's verboten right it's not part of the 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 current conversation right and you know the academic research circles are a good old boy network if you need your research to be reviewed and passed, then you get people within your circles to read it and they review it and pass it. Is that right? Yeah. Oh God. Yes. You get people with. So how do we trust any studies period? I believe that a, a whole, whole, whole lot of academic research is, is true and legit. And that those guys, and I, of course, when I say guys, I mean, men and women, those people in academia don't do that. They actually put their research out there to people who don't hold their same points of view to be reviewed. Because to me, when I was doing academic, and you know, I'm, I'm published in, in some academic circles that you'll never see because it's just so arcane. But, um, to me, the most horrifying thought was for somebody to find something that I published and to find a mistake in it. Mm -hmm. So you put it through the most rigorous review processes possible before it gets out there into the wild. Because when it's going through the process, nobody else can see it. Well, then, so if you make a mistake, that's where you want it to get caught. Then how does something like this slip through the cracks? Do you, did it? Would he have made it slip through the cracks? Yeah, they found a fissure. They created the crack. There's no way this happened accidentally. Just like the Alzheimer's research didn't accidentally slide through. They lied about it. They altered it. Remember, they altered the evidence. So this, yes. They lied yes. and faked uh, stuff. So so there's, probably, there's no doubt this was malicious. This guy knew what he was doing. He was yeah. trying to inflame racial tension is what he was trying to do. Or... Or he may truly have believed this and wanted to get it through, or... And that's what I've wondered. How many studies 
How many studies begin with a conclusion and then work toward proving that conclusion? Many rather, in the humanities, many of them do. And that's the that's the the absolute inverse of the way yeah. these studies should be performed. You know, and a big part of this too, I think, goes back to the flaw in the sort of in the academic process. You remember what grad school was like for me. It was grueling. It was torture. I can't imagine. I mean, I didn't even finish my PhD. Right. I didn't, I never defended my dissertation because my, the, the head of my dissertation committee left the university and I would have had to start all over again. And honest to God, like I would have sooner killed myself. Yeah, I mean, than that's start all over at again. least a year's work. That was, that would have been yeah, at two two years, if I could have found another committee had to accept my thesis. Yeah. So, and just the thought of presenting that and have, like, I'm getting anxious just thinking about the thought of presenting all of that work and having them say, no, you have to start over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and it shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? So I can imagine, and I'm not defending, I'm 0% defending. No, I understand him, what you're saying. You're saying that. I can see where an academic could go through years of research, see it going a certain way, draw his conclusion, and then force it into what it needed to be for the final result yeah. to be yeah. his conclusion. And the, the ironic thing is why, while this guy's harping on about institutional racism, we're watching institutional malpractice take place at the yes, collegiate 100%. level. Yep. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and there this, are this guy is responsible for racism in America. And he's wearing blue and orange. He's a he should be wearing garnet and gold. This guy that, right that's here. That's a tip off right there. Yeah, this guy right here is responsible for the the current divide. The, this guy is responsible for the hateful rhetoric that we experience from Democrats, Democrat politicians, and radical BLM activists every day. This guy is responsible for that. Right. And... Absolutely unbelievable. Here's what... And you have made this point to me repeatedly, and I'm surprised that, like, it actually finally occurs to me now that it doesn't matter. Right. Like it's this, this whole argument and like people believe this and they buy it and it's part of the zeitgeist now, like people just accept it. So it doesn't matter that, that he's been fired and had to, I don't even know if he's admitted that, that yeah. he lied, yeah. but it's, it, it's still going to be what it is. Yeah. And even though, you know, we can now say, well, those studies have been debunked. I mean, I still have conversations about vaccines have not been proved to cause autism. Vaccines, now they haven't been proved not to cause autism, but the studies that people cite saying that vaccines cause autism, all of those were debunked. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were articles presented in those same the the Lancet in those same academic journals yeah. saying no all of that was bullshit yeah. but people to this day think that vaccines cause autism because of that well and and here's the problem with this people will continue to believe in systemic and institutional racism even yep. though all of his research has been debunked the lie will continue because again people choose to believe what's convenient and even when presented with the truth 
they choose they choose to ignore the truth because right. it 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 doesn't it doesn't make them feel good. You know, the lie makes them feel good. The lie reinforces their position. And so they'll continue to believe the lie and we're going to see Throughout this election cycle, we're going to continue to see and hear Democrats talk about systemic institutional racism, even though it's now been proven to be fabricated. Think about fabricated the young people false. that have built their identities on the idea that they were discriminated against because of institutional racism yeah. and that they couldn't do things that they absolutely could have yeah. done. Now, because of institutional racism. Yeah. Now, this isn't to say that it never existed because it absolutely did. Right. It absolutely did. There were there were some just horrific policies in place here in America against people of color. And we can't justify that. We're not responsible for it. Right. We're not. Nobody right, alive. No, nobody alive today is responsible for what happened back then. The people responsible for that are long gone. But there aren't people alive today that believe that those were the good old days. Nobody thinks, oh, man, I long for the days of slavery. No one. This guy tried to make people believe that we did. This guy right. tried to make people believe that me as a white man that I believed black men should get harsher sentences. I know that's not true because I've never believed that. And we've talked about it on here, the inequity in the justice system. Right. We've talked about the differences between sentencing for powder cocaine and crack cocaine and how fucked up it was. We've talked about all of that. Now, I don't include Danielle in this because Danielle is a person of color. I'm not. I'm an Anglo-Saxon, we're literally an Anglo-Saxon white man, born and raised in England. I'm probably, in, in their eyes, I'm probably one of the worst living white people on the face of the planet. But they would be wrong. None of this will matter to them. And to them, right. I mean society yeah. as a whole. I'm not saying one person and like no, I'm not saying this person or that person. I'm saying Democrats, the left. None of this will matter to them because the lie serves them politically. Right. The lie gets them elected, and the lie furthers their goal of, quite frankly, their goal of keeping black communities down and keeping them in poverty. That's their goal, and um, they'll continue the systemic racism lie for that reason, and they'll use it to justify piss-poor education. We're going to talk about that on an upcoming show, by the way. I know we need to move on, but remember the Jesse Smollier story? Yes. And, like, we waited to cover that story because we knew that it was there was something wrong with it from the jump. Mm -hmm. So we waited to cover it. And by the time we started covering it, by the time we talked about it, it was already falling apart. Yep. And the night that we talked about it and how it was unraveling and the police were already saying that there was something weird about it. Um, what's his name? Um, from New Jersey. Um, Booker. Corey Booker. Oh, Corey Washington. Booker. That's right. Yeah. Was talking about 
systemic yes. racism. Yes. No, was using Jesse Smollier as an example of black men are still getting lynched to today. That's, that's right. And he and Kamala were pushing that anti-lynching legislation. That's right. Even though lynching, by definition, is against the law. And he was using the Jesse story as it was falling apart in yeah. the mainstream media. I, I mean, didn't he actually use it on the debate stage? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was on the debate stage, but he was definitely using it in his like media, like talking about it in his lectures and stuff. Yeah, as yeah, as as it was falling apart. As in the front of our it eyes. was yeah, as the police in the media were saying, oh yeah, the, there's something yeah. wrong. And with this, this is what this I mean. Right. The truth doesn't matter. They're going to yeah, continue. Yeah, does not stand a chance. They're going to continue. An interesting lie. Exactly. They're going to continue to push the lie and um and uh, fuck it. It, it is yeah. what it is. Good night, Dave. See you Saturday, brother. All right, let's um, honey, honey. let's move on real quick. All right, let's get to this because the FDA has cleared new COVID vaccines, Danielle. Now, I would like to point out that they warned recently that this newest variant of COVID, you are more susceptible to it. If you've been vaccinated, just want to point that out. However, actually, before we before we even talk about the vaccine, however, the Associated Press is now telling us that the CDC didn't say vaccinated people are more at risk of a new COVID variant than the unvaccinated. And just so you all can see, this is yeah, the, they did. this is the AP's website. Um. Do you know how we know they did? Because there it is from their own website. Yes, we saw it. That's from the CDC's website. Scientists are evaluating the effectiveness of the forthcoming updated COVID-19 vaccine. CDC's Current assessment is that this updated vaccine will be effective at reducing severe diseases and hospitalizations. Wait, hold on. I jumped ahead. Sorry. Based on what the CDC knows now, existing tests used to detect and medications used to treat COVID-19 appear to be effective with this variant. Uh, BA-286 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID or who have received COVID-19 vaccines. That's straight from the horse's mouth. That's a, that's a clip from the CDC's own website. And yet the AP, the Associated Press, who I'm guessing got their talking points from the White House, Danielle, <laughs> I would guess so. I'm assuming they got a memo from the White House saying, hey, can you go out there, please, and tell people that the CDC didn't say this, even though it's available right now today on the CDC's website. Anyway, going back to the uh, COVID vaccines, which might make you more susceptible to catching COVID. Keep that in mind. New round, of, uh, new round of vaccines, Danielle. The uh, FDA cleared shots from Moderna and Pfizer that will be available to Americans as young as six months old later this month. They're untested. They've been through no clinical trials. 
they're deemed safe based on a very quick few months study that the, the drug companies themselves did. But there have been no trials for these vaccines whatsoever. The emergency authorization ended. That's no longer in place. And these new vaccines aren't covered under that anymore. You have to pay for these. They're only available if you have insurance or, or can pay for them out of pocket. No right. more free vaccines for people because the emergency use authorization ended. And yet these are being rolled out under the same emergency use conditions as the previous vaccines with no emergency use authorization in place at the moment. How's that work? I've no idea. That's a very good question. How does that work? How did the FDA approve these under emergency use authorization when there's no emergency when that's been ended? How did the FDA approve these knowing that they have they they don't have clinical trials? None whatsoever. These haven't been in any arms yet. They've been and they through just straight it, approved it. And they just straight up approved it. For kids as young as six months old. Jeez. Now listen, I'm not saying don't get it. Again, just like I'm I'm an expert in bird law, that's about it. I know nothing about this. I don't know whether this vaccine is safe, effective. Well, actually, I do know it's not effective. That I do know because I've had COVID twice both times after I got the vaccination. So I know it's not effective, period. The CDC is telling us it's not. In fact, it might be a COVID magnet. Yeah, it's like the opposite of effective. It, it is literally the opposite of effective. If you've been vaccinated, chances are you're going to catch this strain of COVID. It's not even just ineffective because ineffective just means it doesn't work. It's worse than that. It it's, works backwards. It is worse than ineffective. It's up to you whether you get it. Again, you've got to make your own health assessment. Talk to your doctor. Don't listen to government. Don't listen to us. But don't listen to the government. Don't listen to the FDA. Don't listen to Fauci and his asshole compadres. Don't listen to the World Health Organization. Listen to you, your family, and your doctor. And maybe don't be a chubby cubby, run a lap and eat a vegetable. I mean, don't that's... Ignore that advice. That's, that's really good advice. Yeah, it is good advice, but ignore that. Um, if you think you're at a high risk, maybe this is something you want to consider. I think we're at the point now, and again, this is just my opinion. I mean, this is not any kind of advice, but I think we're at the point now that if you were going to die of COVID, you would have died of COVID. But there's no guarantee again for that, obviously. Take whatever precautions you think you need to take, but, um, but understand that the vaccines don't work. They may prevent severe disease. They may prevent somebody who would have normally died 
if they weren't vaccinated. It may prevent them from dying. It may, may prevent very severe disease from taking you. But it's not going to stop you catching COVID. It's not going to stop you spreading COVID. It does none of those things. We now know that. And it could be causing other issues that are unrelated to COVID. Yeah. Now, we haven't, we've never really talked about the reported side effects of the vaccine. And maybe we'll have to do a show on it at some point. Consider, And we're not on YouTube. We could. Considering... Um, you know, they're getting back into full-fledged, hey, go get vaccinated season. In fact, I heard one medical professional today say you need to treat the booster the same as you would a flu shot and get it every year. From this point on for the rest of your life. Take this experimental drug once a year for the rest of your life is what this medical professional was saying. Did we talk on here, or I don't know, I feel like I was part of a conversation about how the flu shot's really not all that effective either, and that they're just kind of throwing spaghetti against a wall and trying to see what yeah. sticks, trying to figure out what to give you in a flu shot. Yeah, and they they basically perform a guesstimate on what they think the virulent strains for that year are going to be, and they put those in the flu shot. Now, the flu shot does get updated throughout the flu season with the the common uh, the common variants. So if you get your flu shot late, chances are you're going to be more protected than people who get it early uh, because you're taking a chance on whether you have protection against the, the common variant or not. Right. Um, but the COVID vaccine offers no protection whatsoever, whatsoever. against COVID. Right. right. You will catch it and you will spread it. What it might do is prevent very severe disease. But if you're not at risk for very severe disease, I don't think there's any reason for you to get vaccinated. None whatsoever. Because these COVID strains are simply getting weaker and weaker. As they fight to survive, as they mutate, and this is the, this is the lifespan of a virus. It, in, in an effort to survive, it mutates. It becomes more virulent, but less potent. Severe. Is that yeah. accurate? Yes. It's it's a virus in its death throes is what we're seeing. It's always right. going to be around, but it's going to be weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Right. Right now yeah, so it's, it's a easier common... to catch, but what you get from it is not going to be bad. Yeah. Right now this latest variant for the majority of people is going to be like catching a cold. For the and majority remember, of people. I don't know if we cuz you and I have had conversations together on different shows, so now I don't remember what we talked about where. But remember that COVID numbers have been very, very low. So yeah. when you hear in the media things like numbers are spiking, if they're spiking from two guys in your state to 17 guys in your state, that's a huge spike. That's a spike. huge spike, right. It's 17 guys in your state have a cold. Yeah. So. Yeah. If one, if one guy, if it goes from one guy to two guys, that's a 100% increase. Right. From one guy to three guys, that's a 200% increase. So so bear that in mind when you talk about the percentage increase in your state. Look for actual numbers. The number right. of the the actual number of infections. Um because we know that they are more than willing to manipulate the data. Right. More than willing. Yeah, listen for like hospitalization, things like that. Heaven forbid death toll. Those kind of actual 
points of data. Right. I heard somebody talking about a school in Kentucky that was closing due to COVID, but I've worked at schools that were threatening to close because of the flu, because we had so many teachers out. Right. They're literally like, there's a number at like when you have a certain percentage of the staff out sick, you literally can't open school. So was it that situation or were they literally like closing down? Like, were they quarantining? Don't know. It was like NBC news or something. They're not going to tell you that. Listen, it's the public school system. They don't give a shit how much damage they do to your kids. Any, again, I've got some stories coming up about, uh, about uh, things were like well Monday we've got a great one for yes. Monday that yep. we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring to you so tune in for that it's gonna it is going to make your blood boil quite frankly so if you're if you're in the mood for some boiling blood come on back Monday yes there's no vaccine for that by the way boiling blood yes that's something that's something you're stuck with so in the meantime we got to get out of here but y'all give us a little thumbs up. Give us a little follow if you haven't done so yet. Um, join yeah. us over on Locals. Yeah. Go ahead. Go become a free member at Locals. Hit the red join button. Then click the support button. That'll take you to our landing page. On our landing page is a become a free member link. If you click on that, it'll take you to our uh, page. You'll be a free member. You'll have access to the show notes and all of our sources. That's the only place we publish our sources is on locals. So if you want links to those uh, PDFs from the white house to the media, for example, head over to locals and you'll be able to, you'll be able to get hold of those. Um, yes. Yeah. That's it. Dave and I will be here Saturday uh, talking about the CIA. Yeah. Shady, shady doings afoot at the CIA. Yeah. Strange things are afoot at the CIA. Yeah. Um, y'all come hang out with me in the chat. I will be there Saturday morning and otherwise Al and I will be back, um, Monday night. So y'all, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you out there. Thanks guys. Bye love now. you. Take care.